Last Sunday, I, I decided I would do at least two or three, maybe four messages on what I call Christmas confessions. And I talked about how uh, last week we talked about how Gabriel, as we saw, visited Mary uh, earlier on the video. And about the declaration or the confession, the announcements, if you will, that was made that spoke not only into the natural world, but from the supernatural world. And this morning, I want to continue that, and I'm going to take you to the scene where, uh, I trust you know the scripture, where Mary, having been visited by Gabriel, ran uh, to Elizabeth, her cousin. Um, In order to give us some background, I'm going to read some verse of scripture. But let me just tell you that when I say confessions of Christmas, the word there means uh, affirmation. It means declaring a truth, a firm announcement or a proclamation. And I want to give you some background before we see, in a sense, Mary arrive at Elizabeth's house. I trust you know this, but I want to talk today about what these proclamations mean for us later on. So if you'll follow with me in the Word of God, Luke chapter 1, I want to look at verse 5, 6, and 7. There were in the days of Herod the king of Judah a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they, meaning Zacharias and Elizabeth, were both religious before God, righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, blameless. How would you like to be blameless before the Lord? Wow. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. Drop down with me, if you will, to verse 11. Then an angel of the Lord appeared unto him, meaning Zacharias, standing on the right side of the altar. We skip there where he's a priest and he burned incense in service to the Lord. Verse 12, when Zacharias saw him, this is Gabriel, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. And before we get too critical about these people, how would you like it if an angel just suddenly appeared to you and it sort of changed the atmosphere of your day and your world? It's, uh, let's, let's remember these are human beings being visited by a created angel. Verse 13, the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. After all these years, have you ever, have you ever had Satan try to cause you to give up on God? Have you ever heard Satan tell you it's, it's tell you it's too late or God doesn't care and on and on? Verse 14, you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. Listen to these powerful confessions of Gabriel to Zacharias. He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. How would you like to have the Lord tell you that about your coming son? Verse 17, he will also go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people Prepared for the Lord. 
And Zacharias said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. Listen to Gabriel's response. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day that these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. I just want to tell you something. Sometimes it costs us not to recognize the voice of God in our lives. But aren't you glad God always comes and completes His Word in us? Can you say amen? Wow. Look at verse um, 24. Now after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and she hid herself five months, saying, Thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my approach among people. So she did conceive. She's over five months pregnant now. Thus verse 26, the angel came to Mary as we talked about last week, and she comes to see her cousin Elizabeth. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel sent by God to the city of Galilee where he appeared to Mary. What an awesome time this was in Scripture. The sixth month of Elizabeth's carrying of John the Baptist. Gabriel arrived to Mary, as we said last week. So Mary travels to see her cousin Elizabeth. And when Mary arrived at Zacharias and Elizabeth's home, I want to declare to you something totally supernatural took place in that house. The presence of God appeared in absolute everyday life. I want you to know God is concerned about everyday life. God knows about your everyday life. So I want you to, I want to read now the text for this morning in Luke 1. Follow me at verse 39. Now Mary arose in those days, went into the hill country with haste to the city of Judah entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened, watch it, look in the spirit realm with me, not just the natural world, suddenly in the spirit world, it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. You see the Spirit of the Lord working in just an everyday occurrence. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Imagine the joy of Elizabeth. Verse 45, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. I want to take us to that place this morning where Mary visited her, now expecting John the Baptist. I've read many commentaries, and some say that perhaps Mary made this journey, and the motivation for the journey was to get out of her hometown 
to escape the condemnation and the shame that accompanied the town gossip about this unwed mother-to-be. These were young children, younger, young teenagers, this Joseph and Mary. Can you imagine all the scorn and the shame that these young people had to encounter? But when Mary came to Elizabeth and walked into her presence, the scripture says the unborn John the Baptist leaped in his mother's womb, verse 41, and that she was filled with the Spirit of God. And suddenly this, catch this, this spiritual arrival, the spiritual condition gave Elizabeth a supernatural understanding of the significance of the guest that just walked into her home. I think we get so accustomed to, to how we live life and just everyday things and Satan weighs us down with, with, with pressures and demands and especially this time of year and, and we just run through life sometime with blinders on under, under the, the pressure of trying to accomplish things and get things done. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe that God wants to supernaturally be a part of our everyday life. Here we are with a sudden interruption, if you will, of their lives. And Luke himself, under the influence of the Spirit of God, wrote that Elizabeth's next words were exclaimed, we read it, with a loud voice. This wasn't some calm something. When the Spirit came into this woman, she responded in a loud voice. So what did the Spirit give unction to Elizabeth to say to Mary? We read them. I just want to pick them out here and share them with you because I know the Lord wants to speak these things to us this morning. Even though it was on that occasion, how many of you know we're still human beings like these people were? So watch this. Verse 42, Elizabeth said out of the unction of the Spirit of God to Mary, suddenly she said, blessed are you among women. The word blessed here, if you remember in your grammar lessons, is called a perfect passive participle, which means it is something that happened in the past out of an outside force or by an outside force and that has abiding results in the presence and in the future. A perfect passive participle. That's what the word blessed here is in reference to. Suddenly, through Elizabeth, the Spirit of God spoke to Mary. This little girl, probably frightened, having had this experience, having been scorned, walked into her cousin's home, and the first thing she hears is a loud voice, unctioned of the Holy Spirit, blessed are you among women. I want to tell you something. I will guarantee you those words were music to Mary's ears and music to her heart. Can you imagine the things this young couple's going through? And here they are having this issue. And Mary says, blessed. But she didn't just say, blessed are you. She said, more blessed are you among women. Since much of what Mary had heard 
sounded more like curses and condemnation. I want to tell you, this Christmas confession, yes, I assign it to Elizabeth, but it came because the Holy Spirit instantly came into this godly woman of God, and she spoke in the Spirit and touched Mary's life. I want to tell you, you may feel like this world is beating you up, and you may feel like this world is against you, but I want to tell you something. Every once in a while, some child of God ought to be anointed and speak to the Spirit of God and say, you're a blessed man. You're a blessed woman. And not only are you blessed, Mary, you're more blessed. Listen, the world's voices are loud, and I want to tell you, sometimes they can be depressing and come against us, but may we also not only be able to speak that to somebody, but may we be close enough to the Lord that we can hear His voice and recognize it when He speaks to us. Don't you know that Mary knew the Holy Spirit through Elizabeth had made a Christmas confession to her that touched her deeply? Secondly, in verse 42, Elizabeth told Mary, blessed is the fruit of your womb. How did she know that? The same confession made about Mary, blessed are you, Mary, she now makes it a part and assigns it to this unborn baby Jesus. And it will be true. Jesus will be the most blessed man who ever walked planet earth. There is no rival about the kind of man Jesus was, this God man that walked this earth. He was blessed before his birth. He was blessed from his birth and he would bless the entire human race because of his birth. In fact, Zacharias, if you read on further in the, in the, in this chapter, this father of John the Baptist declared in verses 68 and 69, these words, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And Zacharias was grateful that he was the father of John the Baptist and that it would be his son who would be, who would be the prophet or the forerunner of this horn of God's salvation. Let, let me just... Let me just read that to you here quickly in verse 76. Listen to a proud father, John the Baptist. as I mean, Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist. He speaks to him and he said, And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest. This is all, ladies and gentlemen, before these two young men are born. This is all the Spirit of God in Revelation, a confession of Christmas. You will be called the the prophet of the highest, and you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare His ways. Well, I'm more excited about this than you are. I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, God works in our lives just like He works in these lives. First, Mary, you are blessed. You are not condemned. You are not cursed. You're not only blessed, you're more blessed among women because you're the only one who's going to have the Son of God. And then Elizabeth confessed this Christmas confession, Mary, blessed is the fruit of your womb. I, I just want to phrase that if I can. I would like to, see, without doing damage to it, to let Elizabeth announce to this young Mary, this child, Mary, is God's doing. 
This is God working in your life. What an awesome experience to be ridiculed and cursed and be be expecting that God's son and you believe that and be put down all over the place and you sort of run and suddenly the spirit of God through a godly woman speaks directly to you. I want to tell you, God knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Third thing in verse 43, Mary, you are the mother of the Lord. Listen, only the Spirit of God could say that in accuracy. What, what, what kind of, if you'll allow the term, what, what kind of a foolish person would speak something that supreme and not have a supernatural knowledge of it? Just, just think about it. Notice that Mary... She said, Elizabeth said, Mary, you are the mother of my Lord. This truth, ladies and gentlemen, did not come from Elizabeth's keen intellect, but it came from divine revelation, a truth divinely revealed from heaven. This wasn't passed along the lines of human conversation. God revealed this truth. He revealed it to Mary. He revealed it to Joseph. And now he revealed it through Elizabeth. Indeed, Mary, you are carrying the Son of God. Imagine the weightiness of those words to this young lady. And fourthly, in verse 45, blessed is she who believed. Have you ever believed God and then doubt come because of your circumstances and situations and Satan kind of beat you up and you just go, well, this isn't really this and it really that and you're not really saved and you don't really have a relationship. After all, if God cared for you, this wouldn't happen and this wouldn't happen and this wouldn't happen. And here this young lady, suddenly she hears, you are blessed. You are blessed among women. Suddenly she hears that that the the the, ble- the fruit of her Body is blessed, and suddenly she hears thirdly that you are the mother of God. This is God's doing in your life. This is God's son. And then she says, blessed are you who believed. How many of you sometimes need to hear some affirmation about what you faithed? Wow. Luke used a different word here, though. If you look at the Greek language, it's important. He used a different word for the word blessed at this juncture. This is different, not the one before. Whereas the state of blessedness we just talked about in verse 42 was supernaturally bestowed upon Elizabeth to speak to Mary with no initiative of effort required on the part of the blessed one. This is God's initiative. Blessed are you. Blessed are your fruit. Blessed this. But the blessing here On point four, blessed is she who believed is different. This blessed in the Greek is propositional. What are you saying, Pastor? She is saying this. You will be blessed if, when, and because you believe. Here, Mary's faith is the critical component. Elizabeth is saying by the Spirit, Mary, when Gabriel came to you and brought you that Christmas confession, you believed it. 
and you received it. Now have confidence in Gabriel's message. I want to tell you something. The scripture says we have a thief who comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. What confessions of Elizabeth to Mary. I, I, I look back over my life and it's, look at how many times I read this. And I just go, Lord, how much of you do I miss because I'm so limited Aren't you glad for the fullness of the Word of God? Boy, these were, these, this were awesome moments. Wouldn't you like to have been, as we say, a fly on the wall when, when Mary walked into Elizabeth's house and suddenly the Spirit of God filled Elizabeth and she with a loud voice proclaimed these things. Let me tell you something. Celebrate Christmas? Absolutely. Well, what does all this mean for us? How many of you are hoping I do the next four points quick as I did the last four? Thank you for that vote. <laughs> what does it say to us? Here's what it says. With Christmas, God invaded history. God invaded history. Ladies and gentlemen, when Jesus came to earth, God launched a counterattack to redeem lost humanity because we were the most precious thing that he ever made. If God needed more gold, he could make it. If he needed silver and all what we call the riches and the wonders of the world, he can just declare it. But I want to tell you, when he makes us, he made us in his image and we're the, we're the stamp of our father and every one of us are a designer's model. There's not another one like you. And thank God that you can say amen. There's not another one like me. Thank you. But let me tell you, we had fallen. We had fallen. Jesus came to earth. God was reaching for man. When Adam and Eve fell, the entire human race fell under the curse of sin. And now by the virtue of a fallen sin nature, even in this day, in this world, we are separated from God. The good news and the Merry Christmas message is this. Jesus came to restore the broken relationship between God and His prime creature. And some people say, and I've had them say this to me, well, why didn't God just destroy Adam and Eve and start all over? Why don't you do that when your child makes a mistake? How many of you are glad you're still around? <laughs> Maybe we ought to thank mom and dad for not killing us. Actually, I've heard this, that your grandchildren are your reward for not killing your children. It's just a joke. <laughs> you know, if I could have started with grandchildren, I could probably be nicer to my children. <laughs> Thank God we learn as we go. The good news is that everybody has to travel it in the same direction. Wow. Watch this, ladies and gentlemen. God invaded history. We have a sin nature. This world is, is, is cursed with sin. And God sent His Son to do something about it. Leads us to the second thing, like Mary. The good news for Christmas is we too, you and I, can know the blessing and the favor of God. 
Don't put your sin above His ability and His mercy and grace. When, when sin abounds, listen, God's Word covers it all. Here we are, created in the image of God, God's image bearers, one of a kind, a designer's model, never be one before like us and after, yet we are cursed due to the presence of sin in our lives. Sin had marred that image that God had designed for us and caused us to be less than God intended for us to be. Yet, like Mary, you and I can be blessed, and we are blessed because of God's initiative. Motivated by His love for fallen humanity, the masterpiece of His creation, He sent His own Son to offer His free gift of salvation to anyone who will receive Him. And when He sent Jesus to Mary, she believed Him. And Elizabeth said, believe it. Thirdly, like Mary, we are blessed because of what God has done. He is the initiator. And he sustains that invitation and your ability and my ability today to come and become believers and know him and live by the power of the spirit of our God. The same power that landed that day in that room upon Elizabeth that spoke these holy things in prophetic terms, which everyone have come true to the letter. I will ask you this. Our question is this. Will you trust God to demonstrate his power in you? And the last one is this. I actually did it quicker than the first four. You can thank me later. Here's the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, Christmas is not about lights and trees. We know that. It's not even about B.C. Clark's anniversary sale. <laughs> Ethan, I don't know if you came up with that, but it was good. Christmas is not gifts. It's about the gift. It's about the best offer you'll ever see in your life. And I want to declare in this world we live in in 2018, it's madness not to be in relationship with God. I want to let these, these statements in the, try to pull back and see. It's what I had laid on my heart a few weeks ago. Lord, let me pull back the the natural side and God let us see into the spirit realm that is as genuine as our naturalists we're just so limited and we live so below what you want us to be we don't see it much you, listen I can take you to the Old Testament where Eli Elijah was surrounded by the enemies and Gehazi's servant said what are we going to do what are we going to do how many of you know the scripture what are we going to do what are we going to and that old, that old prophet said, Lord, open his spiritual eyes and let him see. And he, he took his natural sight blinders off, if you will, and he saw hosts and hosts of ten thousands of God's angels all about it. Can I tell you they still exist today? I love this one. I love this one. Of course, I'm a David fan. I mean of Old Testament. Boy, I love it when David was against the enemy. And I mean outnumbered. 
hundreds and hundreds to one. And God, he prayed and God said, go forth in that battle, I'll go before you. And doesn't it sound like us? Doesn't it, don't you identify with, well, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Lord, I know you said it, but aren't you glad God just couldn't go say, how many times have I got to say this or do this? Aren't you glad God sometimes? And he said to him, how am I going to know, God, that they're all there, these angels? And he said, when I send them forth, you will hear the sound of their moving in the tops of the mulberry trees. There's going to be a sound of a wind that says, you may not see it, but you're going to hear it, and you're going to know that I have my host there. How many of you know that God's the same yesterday, today, and forever? And we're in a world that wants to push Him to all the perimeters and out if we can. But here's the thing. The key to entering into this state of blessing is belief and faith. Celebrate Christmas? You better believe we are. He came to change our nature. And by changing our nature and covering our sin, you and I have an eternal destiny that is not natural. It's supernatural. I have four more points. Here they are. It's just Mary. Mary, sir, ma'am, child of God, you are blessed because God is reaching toward your life. Secondly, you are blessed. The fruit of what God is doing in your life has His glory and His purpose in it. Bring it forth. Let God do what He wants to do in your life. Thirdly, you are the child of God. And fourthly, believe Him because He's the only one we can genuinely follow. He's the only one with the right credentials. 